The kind of funny Patreon pledge drive month rolls on. And if you missed it, we put up two episodes from the 300 exclusives on patreon.com slash kind of funny over the weekend on YouTube. Check them out. And if you like it, toss us $10 on patreon.com slash kind of funny to get the other 298 plus pieces of content. What's up? What's up, everybody? Uh, you okay? You good? Can you do it? Just the yeah, just, yeah, just yeah. this first part. Uh, yo, what's up? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for <sighs> Tuesday, August eighth, twenty twenty-three. I'm Blessing Adioli Jr. And joining me is a is a not doing so great Greg Miller. I just I can't bring I can't bring the energy there in the front mm. in this neck brace. You understand? Well, like, uh, can you recap what happened? I mean, I, I missed this. You didn't miss this. I, the I, world I, I saw the clip. Don't it was smile. Great. Don't it was smile great. when you say this, just, ladies and gentlemen. Are you okay? I mean, does it look like I'm okay, Bless? No. Does this look like a man who is okay? Audio listeners, if you're an audio listener, let me tell you right now, all right? I am here, and I am wearing a neck brace, ladies and gentlemen. I spent the better part of the night in the ER last night mm. after the devious, despicable, disgusting Jeff Jarrett hit me with a guitar live on stream yesterday for no reason. Absolutely no reason whatsoever. Yeah, here's the clip. Go ahead and show it because this will be shown in court soon. TMZ's got an a interview lined up with me about this. You're just this. trying to promote the game. I'm trying to help out some friends here. They make a cool wrestling game. They say they want to come in, and what do I get for it? That, that's what I get for it. A guitar to the head. All right. It's better every single time I watch this clip. <laughs> Because like the confetti coming down the, from my April the, birthday still the, up there. It's the oh, is that what it is? Because I thought it was parts of the guitar flying. No, around. no, no. It's that fact that when we did my birthday stream, we shot off so much confetti, it's still up there. Oh, in, in places okay. we can't reach it. So now you have to wait for guitars to bring it down. Apparently, yeah, that was incredible. And, and then, yeah, that yeah. was the thing. Snowbike Mike, who claims to be my friend, claims to be a kind of funny best friend, mm. struts off with this man who just assaulted me. Can't trust him. You can't trust him. Can't trust him. It's, it's insulting. It's embarrassing. And Jeff will be hearing from my lawyer. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. I mean, what, last time you were in court, that fared well, right? When I've never lost in court. You versus Andy? Oh, sure. Well, kind of funny. I mean, I'm talking about real court. That was a oh, real court. Everyone knows that was a, that was a bit. That was clearly a bit. That was mm-hmm. a segment. Okay. Andy's charges would real. never <laughs> hang up in a real court. All right. Yeah, this is real. It this doesn't get real. any more real than this. All right. All right. Listen, you have my full support. Thank you. you. I, yeah, you have my full support. You, you, have my you full look support. like you're you about support. to take it back. You look no, like you're no, no, about no. to. And here's it what was we'll a really good hit with that guitar. It just looked really good. He was, he's done that before. That's like true. He, that, that is his, you can tell that is his job to hit people with guitars. He did that real good. And you took it like a champ. Well, I mean, come on. I'm a champ. I'm a WWE superstar, right? Yeah. I mean, I mean champ, what's, what's, I doesn't, what's Jeff Jarrett, a washed up WWE Hall of Famer who now wrestles in AEW, all right? Fair enough. I'm still there on the main card. I was in the main event at SummerSlam. Are you aware of this? No, I was not aware. I was in the You're main, the main event. event. I was in the main. I was one I of the top news stories of the main event of SummerSlam. Oh. All right. Okay. Was the main event like at Eight Mile? Was that the Was that the main event? No, it was Jey Uso versus Roman Reigns. Okay. And when they brawled out right in front of me, I, I was the one who stole the show. Oh. Everyone talks about the commentary they heard from Greg Miller on the show. All right. Gotcha. That's what they talk about. Blessing. Gotcha. In fact, I don't even care. Barrett, give me the one. We're jumping to story number three on the Roper Report, all right? Jeff Jarrett, of course, was here to promote WrestleQuest when he hit me with a guitar. And guess what happened directly after that stream? WrestleQuest delayed at the 11th hour. (laughs) They put up this story. Mega Cat Studios and Skybound Games announced today that WrestleQuest will now be launching August 22nd across all platforms. 
When performing final checks on one of our launch platforms, we discovered it was possible for players to lose their save, lose their save progress when playing WrestleQuest on, on multiple different devices. Because this is a game filled with hours of content and players' progress is so important, we could never body slam our fans like that. We are truly proud of this game and believe that we have a product that will deliver on all counts. We're blown away by the support we've seen from players excited for WrestleQuest. Thank you all. We'll see you in the ring August 22nd. Uh, back to the one. Back to the one, Barry. Ladies and gentlemen, I've said it several times, but a lot of people don't want to believe me. Don't cross Greg Miller because God and or Satan will step in to avenge me. So how does it feel, Jeff Jarrett, to nearly break my neck and then have your game delayed <laughs> at the 11th hour? And guess what? The check the kind of funny for the launch stream still clears. <laughs> Don't. Fuck with Greg Miller, everyone. I don't know how many times this needs to be explained on the goddamn internet. Do you think when they said we could never body slam our fans like that, that feels almost like a, you know, like a, 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 a little, a little stray at Greg Miller? Yeah. Oh, they, they can't body slam the fans. They can hit him with a guitar. Hit him with a guitar. They can hit him with a guitar. Kind of messed up. Then, of course, the we recorded. The the, I here. played through the pain, as they say. Mm -hmm. I immediately went and did a kind of funny podcast. Did I know that my C4, C5, and C8 vertebrae weren't in great shape? I did. <laughs> Your C4 vertebrae. I did. <laughs> I did. It blew it's up. a great energy drink. <laughs> great energy drink sponsored SummerSlam. Uh, I did. But I went out there and I I delivered a kind of funny podcast available right now. YouTube.com/slash kind of funny podcast services around the globe i deliver and what happens right as i try to go to ad break mm. jeff jarrett runs in threatens me shows that i'm still scared of him and then he gets a good, another guitar starts chasing me around oh god that's what happens <laughs> that in that sounds show terrifying <laughs> it was terrifying again because i knew i knew i had jello in the neck mm -hmm. you know what i mean yeah i'm lucky i heal so fast Again, thank the, you, God. Did the second guitar State. ever hit? Did, the, did he Did he catch up to you? Did no, he he's you? old. Do you think he can catch me? You know how fast I am. Oh, am America. I as fast as Andy? No. no. But I'm faster than Jeff Jarrett. Okay. This old timer. You know what I mean? Oh, God, there's old. a reason they put people on ice and put them in the Hall of Fame. And there's another reason people out here like me are making the main event something special. And here you go. Again, Mike and him just strutting. All I've they do Mike, is strut. I've seen Mike strut more yesterday than him actually walking regularly. And that's upsetting because I'll tell you what, Mike did not bring his A game to the stream. No? No. He let me do all the work. Yeah. And then when Jeff Jarrett started beating up on me, that's when Mike joined in. He's like, I want to be on Double J's team. Mike's known for not bringing on stream, so that makes sense. I mean, I did hear from someone on that stream that Mike was a better host than you were. You heard it from Jeff Jarrett. It doesn't count. Oh. Uh, he didn't uh, understand the gaming awards. He didn't want to believe in the South by Southwest award. He kept misreading it. Mm -hmm. I don't want to get into this. We're spending too much. If you want to see this, YouTube.com slash kind of funny games. The stream is up. Russell Quest launch stream. <laughs> Not likely, huh, Jeff? Don't fuck with me. Don't fuck with him. You let's talk about, today, by let's the way. talk about, huh? You look great today, by the Thank way. Thank you. The collar shirt. The collar shirts are working. Yeah. Yeah. Is this new or is, did you just, oh, yeah. Jen, Jen went out and spent way too much money on a whole bunch of brand new collared shirts. Okay. You'll be seeing them here day after day on kind of funny. Oh, yeah. I'm excited about this. Yeah. 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 So far, you're very, you're two for two. Well, Jen is. You know me. I, Jen is two I for two. I know what I do. But like you're rocking them. Though. Thank you. I feel like it. yeah. I, the, you know, one of the things I, I worry about is if they're too boxy. 
You know what I mean? The photo we just oh. put up on Instagram and Twitter of me in the shirt and the neck brace, I thought maybe I didn't look great on, but I think it might have just been an angle kind of thing. Yeah, no, you look great. Because I'm not, I mean, I'm, I'm like a your big shape, boy. Your shape right here is great. Okay. okay. Yeah. I look better than the t-shirts. I would say so, yeah. Yeah. But I think it's also just like the general design. Like, I like the flower. Well, sure, but I was saying, I, you know, you've been stepping it up too much. Mm -hmm. I can't be next to you all the time looking so grumpy. You know, oh, you come up. Well, now I look great. Yeah. Now we're on, not on the same yeah. level. We're well, doing. I mean, it. now I think you've lapped me now because no. I just came in with this kind of funny bomber. But again, jacket you make shirt. the bomber jacket look good. You wear anything, yeah. you make it look good. Appreciate you got it. that pink and black shirt I like. The the collared one. You oh thrifted, yeah, right? only, yeah, one. I thrifted that one. Yeah, yeah. I gotta yeah. bring it back. You do. I'm sure it'll be here soon enough. It will be. Just like us talking about everything that happened at the Pokemon Presents, Sony streaming PS5 games in 4K, and so much more. We'll talk about it all because this. It's Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday on a variety of platforms, we run you through the nerdy video game news need know about. If you like that, be part of the show by writing in for free at kindoffunny.com slash KFGD. Of course, once you write in with your comments, concerns, uh, questions, squad up requests, watch us record the show live and for free on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames and youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames. If you're watching live on either of the live platforms, you have a special job. Keep us honest by going to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong and telling us what we screw up as we screwed up so we can set the record straight for everybody watching later on youtube.com slash kind of funny games and listening on podcast services around the globe each and every day of course if you like what we do we couldn't do it without your support we are an 11 person independent company in san francisco and we love it when you support us at patreon.com slash kind of funny over on patreon.com slash kind of funny of course you could get each and every episode of kind of funny games daily ad free of course you could get it over there uh you could get uh, the ability to watch all the other podcasts record live as we record them also ad free you could watch them on demand listen to them on demand as a podcast whatever you want of course you could get 300 exclusive episodes we've put up since we launched the spare bedroom in october don't forget there's two freebies right now up on both youtube channels and there will be more this weekend as well and of course you could get very cool exclusive merch like the cool we are the trogs shirt that is up right now that i'm a big fan of and can't wait to rock even though i launched into this collar shirt era at a bad time to launch a t-shirt yeah i'll have to probably make still an rock a t-shirt every now and then yeah but i mean i made a big deal about the collar shirt so i feel like i gotta be committed for a while yeah, but like, what's a t-shirt here and there, though? Okay, so if Blessing says what's it's okay, if Blessing says it's okay, that's yeah, Fridays. great. Fridays. T-shirt Fridays. T-shirt Fridays? Yeah, okay, I'm like fine that. with that. I'm not on content that much on Friday. <laughs> 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 we'll figure it out later. Uh, of course, ladies and gentlemen, like I said, Patreon, uh, if you want another free way to support us while you spend money elsewhere, use the creator code KINDAFUNNY when you're checking out of the Epic Game Store or using uh, you know the Epic Store for, for like Fortnite, Rock League, whatever on your console. You can enter that. And even when you're just downloading the free games off the Epic Game Store, it helps us out. Housekeeping for you. Like I said, Jeff Jarrett chases me down on the Kind of Funny podcast, but I also share a whole bunch of behind-the-scenes SummerSlam stories. Again, if you're not a wrestling fan, that's fine. It isn't about wrestling. It's about a 10-year-old being backstage with a bunch of WWE superstars and how amazing they are. Don't show him chase. And see, right there, he hits me in the neck more. This yeah. is, this is, you know, so many people are like, uh, Greg works for WWE. Look at what AEW brings to the table. He knows I'm injured. He knows I'm playing through the paint. Comes out and slaps me in the neck a few times. You know, Man, good lord. Biceps on him. Look at him. 
He's a big man. <laughs> like I said, you can watch Jeff Jarrett hit me with a guitar and see all the fun we had uh, playing Wrestle Quest in our sponsor stream over on YouTube.com slash kind of funny games. Don't forget that KFAF is back for a holiday special and they need you. The annual KFAF Photoshop Challenge is happening. It's TV and movies. Post your submissions on Twitter or X or whatever it is with the special hashtag. Hashtag KFAF Holiday. Save the date for Friday, August 11th. That's right. This Friday at 1130 a.m. right here on youtube.com slash kind of funny games and twitch.tv slash kind of funny games for the event of a lifetime as andy says mm. I, I believe him i don't but he says that kind of stuff all the time yeah. he didn't come to work but yesterday. Yeah. doesn't he bring it every single time yeah he, he does he bring text, it yeah he does bring it kfnfl or whatever it was called was the <laughs> <laughs> no, you, were, you were a big fan of kfnfl or whatever it was called <laughs> i was watching that every day over on patreon i apologize to, to detroit and the new greg way uh thank you to our patreon producers jedi master deadpool delaney twining and logan delaney that's confusing, right? Yeah, the, the Delaney the Logan brothers. Delaney. That's what we call them. Okay, the Delaney brothers. Today we're brought to you by Shady Rays, but we'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. <laughs> Six <laughs> items on the Roper Report. <laughs> A baker's dozen. Believe it or not, there was a Pokemon Presents this very morning at 6 a.m., and Blessing woke up at the crack of 8.30 to <laughs> react to it later. You guys, you guys stayed in media blackout, yep. but you came here and you just, as we're doing this, just finished reacting to it on a delay. Exactly. Yeah. And it was nice actually like getting to sleep in, weirdly enough, for a Pokemon Presents. Sure. Usually it is we're waking up at 5.30 a.m. to yeah. sit down at 6 a.m. to record. So you like this new system better? I, I, I like this new system better. The only thing that sucks about it, well, the, the nice thing about it is the fact that I can have you prep kind of funny games daily because yeah. I'm going internet blackout. Sure. I'm not checking yeah. Twitter. I'm not checking yeah. anything. I'm coming in here blind at 9 a.m. to watch this Pokemon Presents and react honestly and truthfully to this news uh, or non-news. We'll get into it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, like that that was fun. And there's a lot to get into with this, with this Pokemon there- Presents. There's not enough to get into this Pokemon Presents. Uh, if you notice the headline on this episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily, it was Pokemon Presents Very Little, and that was uh, from one Barrett Courtney. That's good. That was That's too good, good not to. So golf clap That's for Barrett good. Courtney, everybody. Great job out there. Uh, we will be reading from IGN's recap of Pokemon Presents, written by Taylor Lyles. And so here we go. Blessing, you feel free to jump in whenever you want to. Pokemon Path to the Peak is a new animated series focused on the trading card game. The new animated series will premiere at the Pokemon World Championships, which begins later this week. Did it look cool? Were you excited? Did you think it looked neat? Yeah, it looked neat. I don't know if I'll actually show up to watch it, but the sure. animation quality looked different from what you usually get out of a Pokemon anime. It almost looked a bit more Disney animation like, which is really cool. And then also the idea to make a Pokemon trading card game cartoon slash animation really smart because I think that's a match made in heaven, right? Yeah. Like growing up, I had shows and anime like. Yu-Gi-Oh! I had Duel Masters, which is a God, weird you one love to bring those up. Yu-Gi-Oh! I, I you and Addison were over there left and right. Addison actually wasn't a big Yu-Gi-Oh! Oh, guy. Okay. We actually never played Yu-Gi-Oh! But okay. yeah, like I mean, a trading card game animation is a thing that is not unheard of. That's a very popular thing to do. And so sure. for Pokemon to jump on that, I think that's very smart. But this also just seems... A, this seems like they're not um, positioning this as like a main Pokemon anime. This just seems like a fun additional, hey, here's another thing to watch that has a very interesting and cool premise. And I'm excited to see what it does. I'm excited to see um, if people people check it out and come away from it being satisfied with it. 
Uh, up next was uh, Detective Pikachu Returns gets a new trailer. Uh, Taylor writes, We already knew we were getting a sequel to the Nintendo 3DS game Detective Pikachu. And today, we got the first trailer, which introduces some characters that will appear along with some gameplay. Most notably, Detective Pikachu Returns will allow you to investigate various crime scenes. Detective Pikachu Returns arrives October 6th exclusively on the Nintendo Switch. What did this one do for you? I mean, not much. I'm not a Detective Pikachu person, but... You don't think this will make you a Detective Pikachu person? No, it will not make me a Detective Pikachu person, but good for the people that like Detective Pikachu sure. one. They've been waiting forever for this one. It was announced years and years and years ago. I want to say, what, 2019 yeah, during that Pokemon time, Presents? Yeah, and so yeah. it's been a while. It's nice to see it um, reappear. And now Why it has are there no shadows state? in this world? Does it not have shadows? I mean, it, it does, but like... Oh, yeah. It, it doesn't... Listen, is this the, a stylistic the, choice? The, the Switch is, is pumping out a lot for this game already. You yeah, think we want sure. them to focus on shadows? That's the problem. Yeah, the Switch is pumping out too much for this one. Uh, Pokemon Horizons, the series, is coming soon. While not much was shared, we do know it will be set in the Palladia, right? Paldian. Damn it. What? Paldia. Paldia? Yeah. Paldia region based on the Pokemon that appeared in the series. A release date has not been announced, but we do know it's coming soon, according to the Pokemon Company. What about this one? Yeah, I mean, this is cool for the Pokemon anime fans, right? This is the continuation, if you remember, Greg. Um, How can I Pokemon had the big finale with Ash and yeah. everything recently. He graduated. He graduated. He finally became the Pokemon champion. He became a Pokemon master, and Tim was going crazy about it. Yeah. So now this is sort of the next transition, the next step into what Pokemon is going to be for the anime. Sure. And we're introducing new characters. We're bringing it into the latest region for Pokemon. And so because this is the game that, that Scarlet and Violet's have. Yeah. Sorry, this is the region Scarlet and Violet's in, right? Because they Correct. showed the little crocodile fi fireman, and I remember him from the yeah. game. I remember crocodile yeah. fireman. Fue Coco. Fue Coco. I'm in love with Fue Coco. But uh, Coco yeah. needs help. <laughs> but yeah, that, that's what this is, and it looks cool. It looks neat. Okay. You gonna watch? No. Okay. Is Tim gonna watch? He might check it out. He, he said he checked out some of the first uh, episodes. Okay. And so he's already on it. Okay. Great. Uh, Pokemon get, Pokemon Go is getting the Paldia. Paldia. I got it. I got it. Yeah. Uh, let me sound it up. Paldia region monsters next month. Uh, nearly a year after Pokemon Scarlet and Violet released, Pokemon Go is finally getting pocket monsters that are native to Paldia uh, region. Yeah, well, that's a misspelling there, right? So no, I, that's I, a misspelling. Okay, that's, right, yeah, right, that's right. on Paldia region. Uh, these Pokemon will be available starting next month. Tim must be excited about that. He's obsessed with Pokemon yeah. Go. Yeah, I, Tim seems excited about this. I Is that the biggest announcement you think out of this one for him? No. no okay. The biggest announcement would have been the DLC stuff, which you'll get to. We'll get into, okay. Uh, Pokemon Trading Card Game and Pokemon Stadium 2 are finally available on the Nintendo Switch Online. Uh, both are available shortly after the conclusion of this presentation. This was one of the bigger announcements for me, in particular Pokemon Stadium 2. Yeah. I was a big Pokemon Stadium kid growing up, right? Pokemon Stadium was the one that came to, came to the N64 console, right? And it let you pretty much just do random battles and do like they had different modes where it was just Pokemon battles, Greg, right? They yeah. removed the RPG elements of wandering around the world and you're just facing off Pokemon against each other. They also had a mode that was the mini game mode. That was like, this is, if you don't have Mario party, you are playing Pokemon stadium for the mini games. So like, you know, having that sort of experience out of it. Uh, and Pokemon stadium one had some great ones. Pokemon stadium two, up the amount has also a lot of great mini games and also for like all the other features as well has both gen one and two has a lot to get has a lot of content to get into yeah i'm very excited about also just has a lot of polish and like presents really well pokemon stadium 2 is very good if you if you like pokemon specifically gen one and gen two and so now barry you weren't excited, excited about, about this correct i just find it funny that you know we uh, i think it was announced before of the pokemon trading card game coming which is a game boy color game and that was the only game boy pokemon game that was talked about today <laughs> 
and will ever probably the, talked about for Nintendo Switch Online, which is fucking insane to me. That's the upsetting thing is that, yeah, the Pokemon game that is coming to Game Boy for Nintendo Switch Online aren't the Pokemon games people want. People want the, you know, blue, yellow, red, gold, silver. Like, people want those games. Okay. And also uh, Ruby, Sapphire and stuff. Like, there's a lot to get into for Pokemon and Game Boy. And, yeah, this has been announced for a while. We're just waiting on release dates for them. Now we got the release dates, right? Like, they're coming out shortly. But, yeah, I think they're... The, the, we people would have wanted way more out of what the ports were getting. I still think we could get that stuff, but also like I w- I'm not going to hold my breath either. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like Pokemon's a weird thing. Like there's weird Nintendo decisions, and then there is weird Pokemon company decisions. Sure, fair. And then there's the combination fair. of the two. I think this might be in that combination of center the Venn diagram. Area. Exactly. Gotcha. Uh, Mew and Mewtwo are coming to Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. Pokemon Scarlet and Violet players can add Mew and Mewtwo into their collection. You can obtain Mew now by entering the password "Get Your Mew" <laughs> in the mystery <laughs> gift menu in Scarlet or Violet. But the password is valid until September 18th, so you don't have to wait too long to redeem. So don't wait too long to redeem the code. Hey, it's still a long time, Taylor. Uh, Mewtwo will be available via a Terra Raid battle beginning September 1st. So. One of my issues with the Pokemon Presents thing yeah. is that oftentimes they don't know how to present something. Sure. Where they transition into, let's talk about Scarlet and Violet, right? And you think, okay, we're about to get the trailer the for DLC. the new DLC. Yeah. And this trailer starts, and immediately they show Mew and Mewtwo, and they're fighting. And it's like, whoa, what is this? Like, if you're a Pokemon fan, if you're a classic Pokemon fan especially, Mew and Mewtwo, like, them facing off is always a cool thing, right? Like, that is the coolest thing you can ask for. Well, that's like... Uh, what's the Superman adjacent? Superman and fucking Zod. General Zod, yeah, right? Yeah, like, if, sure. if somebody's like, yeah, let's talk about the next Superman movie, and they show that. Sure. But then they're like, oh, but this isn't actually, like, what the movie's about, right? This is, like, sure. just a flashback scene or something. This is basically the Mew and Mewtwo thing is the, the uh, Terror Raid, right? You put in the code to get your Mew, but then you can earn Mewtwo through the Terror Raid. The Terror Raids fucking suck, right? The Terror Raids are, are a thing that, at least the way Tim Getty puts it, it's not like those things aren't fun. You never ventured out and did a terror. Raid? No, I have no interest in doing the terror raid. Sure. Right? I just want to play for the story content and just the general content. The terror raids are something that I do not want to do. And so, they start off the trailer, and I'm like, "Oh, let's fucking go! We're about to get something Mew and Mewtwo related in, in the DLC, and it's just a terror terror raid." And it's like, "All right, cool. Like, I, I'm not going to do anything with this. I'm if I remember to put in the code from you, I'll put in the code from you. If I remember, but I don't even care enough yeah, to yeah. like." you know even try to set my alarm <laughs> to, to that and so cool i guess you know that's what uh, that's where i'm at with it okay ouch uh pokemon scarlet and violet's first dlc arrives next month we got an extended look at the expansion patch nope pack and a look at new gameplay for the teal mask the first of two paid dlc expansions coming to pokemon scarlet and violet the presentation introduced two new characters and confirmed that those that play the expansion will have a chance to catch a handful of new Pokemon not already available in the base game for Scarlet and Violet. Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, the teal mask, arrives September 3rd exclusively on Nintendo Switch. What did this do for you? Story. This is what so, you want, right? Yeah, the DLC stuff, I think, was the highlight of this. Um, and it's to varying degrees because there's two DLCs coming out, right? You got part one and part two. Part one, we got a release date for that's coming September 3rd. And the first one seems cool. Like, honestly, it just seems like more Pokemon Scarlet and Violet, which yeah. is a nice thing, right? Like, cool. Give me more oh, story this is content. Nice. <laughs> this is nice. Give me more story content. Give me more characters to interact with. Give me more stuff to do. Um, but all in all, I'd say it, the first DLC they talked about here, the Teal Mask, was underwhelming on the excitement side right like i didn't see i didn't watch that trailer and go oh let's go like gotta play this this. no i looked at it and went 
okay, it's more more of the game. Um, for me, part two is where it's at because part two is where they did start to get into the exciting new stuff they're adding, right? The Indigo Disc, where they're introducing this new Pokemon League, the BB League, they call it, right? Which seems like kind of a, a mini Pokemon League with a, a an Elite Four there as well. Uh, all the characters they showed for that one look pretty cool. They have this new like map that is this isolated map that has these biomes that are basically cut off in this really cool way where you take one step and you're in the winter map. You take another step oh, and you're cool. in a grassy land, right? Okay. It's like that sort of thing. That's its own. I'm sure that'll run unit. well. I'm sure it'll run amazing. Uh, but like that just seems really cool from a conceptual side and what you can do with that in terms of the Pokemon that you're adding into those different areas. That I think is dope. They have uh, features where you can customize your rooms and stuff that looks really cool. Like this, this is the one where it feels like they're putting a lot more effort and going all out with it. And this is the one that I can't wait for, let alone nice. the um, legendary Pokemon that you start off with in Pokemon Scarlet and Violet. Uh, there's like a new flight feature where um, you, you're watching it right now if you're watching sure. the video version where now you can fly. Oh, with, Superman 64, nice. Ex Tim said the exact same thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you can fly around. Oh, you know what? I did hear that, but I didn't see what he was talking about. Okay. Yeah, so that's exactly what he was talking about. And so, I like, assumed a fog when he said that. No. Uh, and so, yeah, you can fly around temporarily, but it seems like eventually you'll be able to just unlock it to where oh, you can like fly around. Travel? Yeah, so like I compared it to Horizon Forbidden West at the end of that game. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. In the beginning of the DLC. But yeah, like, cool. Uh, this, for me, is the one, it is the highlight for what we were shown here. Okay. Uh, DLC 1, I'm a play just so I can get to the area zero or area zero stuff and yeah. check that out uh real quick DLC I, two i'm excited about for dlc one barrett corrected a typo in the article it's september 13th that this is out on switch oh, not september third yeah. uh, correction which then makes me go are you really gonna play this september 13th you're not gonna be <sighs> knee deep in starfield you're not gonna be starfield playing baldur's out. gate on your playstation 5 well no because i'm playing baldur's gate on pc but your save you can move your save over right isn't that the whole thing yeah, yeah but uh, i <laughs> so Yesterday, I booted up Baldur's Gate on my PC at work. And First mistake. I was using mouse and keyboard. Oh, bless. Come and on, you're better than this. When I tell you that it fixed so many so oh, many of the no, issues that I had with Baldur's no, Gate, no. I don't think I'm going to play Baldur's Gate on PlayStation. No. <laughs> I'm so proud of you. That was my no. Or you could go the Nick Scarpino no. route and plug in a mouse and keyboard into your PS5. Yeah, but I feel like at that point, that, that's perverted. Like, I, nobody <laughs> should be doing that. That's kind of messed up. I kind of agree with that. You said yeah. a lot about Nick Scarpino there. I, <laughs> everybody knows that. <laughs> I came into work this morning, and I went to Kevin and was like, hey, Kevin, that uh, RTX, I think it was a 3080, that RTX 3080 that I brought here, can I, can I get that back and I, can I put it in my PC at home? And also, do you have storage expansion? Because the one thing, like, I'm, I've typically not, I, like, I'll play PC games here and there, right? But usually I'll save that for my Steam Deck or whatever. And, sure. like, if there's a major game coming out, usually I'm requesting it for my PS5, sure. right? Or, like, a console. Yeah. Um, I'm rarely playing games on my PC at home. Baldur's Gate 3 has been their turning point. Where after wow. playing at the office yesterday and seeing how good this game looks... Oh God, it looks so good, Greg. Like, well, yeah, compared to your Steam Deck. Yeah, but I hadn't seen it though. Like, I had only seen the Steam Deck version. Don't get so, me wrong. When I I played I, well, for review, I played. I think I said what ninety eight percent on Steam Deck, and then the night before the review, I put it on the PC and on the TV. I was like, oh, fuck, this yeah, way better. And that was that was my thing is I didn't want to see how it looked on PC because yeah. I knew it would change. Wow, there's a really loud car outside. The horns <laughs> on our end, if you can hear it. Yeah. Um, I didn't want to see how the PC version of Baldur's Gate looked. Sure. Because I knew it would change. But think how it's going to look on PS5 with trophies popping. You know? Whoa, yeah, but like the yeah. UI for the mouse and keyboard is way better than all the radio wheels. Like that did help out oh, with, with the combat stuff. Interesting. The combat yeah. stuff felt better on mouse sure. and keyboard, which is the for me the big thing. Because like the, it's just laid out better. It tells you a bit more information. So you like, 
you feel a bit more capable in the combat stuff. Sure. Like it is fixing a lot of the combat oh, issues that I had. Um, I still suck at combat, but you know, it feels better. Uh, and so, yeah, like I am, I'm becoming a PC bro. I forget how we got on this topic, but uh, really quick. What are you just to give you some oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Back uh, to you, Just to give you context. Uh, yeah. Starfield comes out a week before this DLC. And then six days after this DLC comes out, bless, uh, you've got both Lies of P and Mortal Kombat. Oh, one. If you're Lies of and like, well, then you realistically, we're going to have review codes. Mm -hmm. And so by the time September 13th hits, there's a good chance that I'll be playing either Lies of P or Mortal Kombat or both, along with still playing Starfield. Along with Baldur's Gate, probably still. Yeah. I'll probably, I'll probably, I might not get to this until maybe later in the year. Maybe I'll do DLC 1 and 2 back to back when DLC 2 comes out. Because DLC 2 is slated for winter. Okay, Which could enough. be in January, who knows? But. Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll see. You're getting closer to Alan Wake out there, too. Yeah. A lot of games. And Spider Man, too. Yeah. Comes out a few days after Alan Wake. I too. know, I know. Same day as Mario Wonder. Wahoo! It'll be a fun fall. It's going to be all right. I mean, we'll, we'll, you know, be pulling our hair out trying to play all these games. But yeah, it'll be fun. I, I've been thinking about this a lot recently as we approach Starfield, but even also we approach Armored Core. And we want to talk about a review season where. The like the two games that are first up in this season, right? If we're not even accounting Baldur's Gate, which I guess we should count Baldur's Gate, but between Baldur's Gate three, which is one of the most jam-packed games of the year in terms of content, sure. Right after that, we're getting Armored Core six, which will likely be one of the hardest games of the year, and right after that, Starfield, which again, one of the most jam-packed games of the year, back to back to back, probably overlapping in terms of code, overlapping <laughs> just a bit. Yeah. I'm scared, Greg. <laughs> yeah, we'll have to divide and conquer. I'm terrified. I understand. Uh, back to Pokemon though. So what was your rating? I heard Tim say he would give it a two or three on the kind of funny five point scale. Where would you end up with this Pokemon direct? Probably, probably also a two or three. Like I wasn't thinking, thinking about rating too Either hard. Bad or it. okay. Yeah. Like bad to okay. Like I will say on the bottom side of okay. Right. Where it's okay. like on that line between bad and okay. So I'll say a three. I'll say a low three, okay. a, a low three, just for the fact that it like, I, I very much knew that this, pokemon presents could be this like i went into this pokemon presents expecting a very very good chance that this is what it would be and it ended up being that which is something that was all right fine we're getting a lot of different um content updates for yeah, yeah, yeah. all these different pokemon things most of which i don't care about like i don't care about pokemon sleep i am not a pokemon go person i know tim heavily is but i am not yeah i don't care about the pokemon trading card game tournaments that are going on i don't care like there, the pokemon cafe remix i don't give a fuck about <laughs> like there's so many things that i just don't care about mainly I'm here for if you announce a new Pokemon game or for what the DLC stuff looks like or for the drops on the Pokemon uh, sure. or Nintendo Switch Online. Those are the main three things that are going to speak to me. I got a little bit of that on the, you know, less exciting side, but it's what I expected. And so I think okay. for me, I just had to give it an, it's okay. You know, what's not okay. What's that? Not supporting the art you love, like what we do here on patreon.com slash kind of funny. Over on patreon.com slash kind of funny, of course, you can show your appreciation for the content we create each and every day by tossing us a few bucks and, of course, getting each and every episode of kind of funny games daily ad free, unlocking the ability to watch all the podcasts as we record them live a day before they post ad free. Of course, getting those podcasts ad free and on demand as an MP3 and video. Of course, getting more than 300 episodes of content we've posted exclusively on patreon.com slash kind of funny since we launched the spare bedroom in october and of course unlocking that brand new trog shirt we have up there that we love and appreciate but guess what jack you're not on patreon.com slash kind of funny so here's a word from our sponsor 
This episode is brought to you by Shady Rays. Take on the sun with gear built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays have you covered for the warm weather ahead with premium polarized shades at an affordable price. Durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures just like Mike likes them. Shady Rays offers the most insane protection in all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses is backed by lost and broken replacements. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us they will send you a brand new pair. No questions asked and every purchase supports the shady rays impact program which works directly with nonprofits and their communities to empower and make adventure accessible for all walks of life from childhood cancer patients to young adults with serious health conditions exclusively for y'all listening right now shady rays is giving out their best deal of the season go to shadyrays.com and use code kind of funny for 50 percent off two plus pairs of polarized sunglasses try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people Again, that's ShadyRays.com. Use code KINDA FUNNY. This episode is brought to you by Liquid IV. Y'all know how much I love to stay hydrated and Liquid IV makes it easier and better than ever to ensure that I'm always living my best, most hydrated life. And you can too. Liquid IV, the number one powered hydration brand in America is now available in sugar-free with three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drink, plus eight vitamins and nutrients for everyday wellness. Liquid IV hydrates two times faster than water alone. And you can keep your daily routine exciting with three new flavors white peach green grape and lemon lime let me tell you the white peach is good it's real good we hear it kind of funny swear by this stuff one stick of liquid iv in 16 ounces of water hydrates you two times faster and more efficiently than water alone real people real flavor real hydrating now sugar-free grab your liquid iv hydration multiplayer sugar-free in bulk nationwide at costco or get 20 percent off when you go to liquidiv.com and use code kind of funny at checkout that's 20 percent off anything you order when you use promo code kind of funny at liquidiv.com and we're back and we're back let's move on to story number two sorry on the guys <laughs> you're good Barry. it's fine i saw it i saw it pop i wasn't ready but i saw it. i know but i usually give you the countdown barrett, my bad. barrett you saw your hero, Greg Miller, almost died yesterday, all right? I know. I'm still sick. We're, we have a therapist coming in for everybody today. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, you can all talk through your feelings. I'm about, still fucked up. I know, man. I didn't get to see the second guitar break over your head. <laughs> I feel that, Barrett. I feel it. Also, no. I'm happy we have a uh, therapist coming in because... You I just, a lot of shit to say. I got a lot of people. Things, I got a lot of things to talk to this therapist about. <laughs> Not even just today. Uh, it's like an hour into the session. Like, but what about? I don't give a shit. Yeah, it's like no, no, no. no. <laughs> I want to talk about my family and upbringing. <laughs> Do you know I was from a pig farm? <laughs> 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 Number two on the Roper Report. Sony is now streaming PS5 games at 4K over the internet in public beta. This is Sean Hollister over at The Verge. Sony said it was coming, and now it's here. Sony is now confirming it's launched a public beta test of PS5 cloud gaming, one that streams games to a PS5 at up to a 4K resolution, according to gamers who are now receiving invitations. We didn't previously know Sony would be streaming at 4K, and that could be a big deal no matter what the 4K actually means. While Sony spokesperson Mary Tang uh, says the company doesn't have additional details to share, several users at popular gaming forum Reset Era say they've made it in and are sharing some early impressions. Original poster Arashi Games uh, says you can choose between 720p, 1080, 1440p, and 
2160p, aka 4K resolutions, with games automatically loading your cloud saves so you can pick up and play. While cloud saves may seem like table stakes, that hasn't always been the case. Early versions of Sony's PlayStation Now cloud gaming service understandably had no initial way to import save games from your PS3, for instance. While it's not clear whether the 4K max resolution refers to the render resolution, i.e. the game's graphics, or the streaming resolution, the actual size of the images beamed to your TV, either would help because of how cloud games are streamed. Images have to be compressed quite small to get rapidly fired across the internet 60 times a second or more. And that compression can often manifest as an ugly haze over what is otherwise a perfectly playable game. Streaming at 4K resolution helps fix that, even if you don't have a 4K screen, as we've explained testing NVIDIA's GeForce Now and Google Stadia. Both of those services offered 4K streaming, but asked you to pay extra for it. Arashi Games says available games include God of War Ragnarok, Horizon Forbidden West, Fortnite, Fall Guys, Destiny 2, Returnal, Demon Souls, Death Stranding, Sackboy A Big Adventure, Destruction All-Stars, and Fall Guys, with trials available for Resident Evil Village and Demon Slayer as well. In June, when Sony at first said it planned to test PS5 game streaming, the company suggested the test would include, quote, PS5 titles from the PlayStation Plus game catalog and game trials, as well as supported digital PS5 titles that players own, end quote, and that it would add additional games over time. Sony also wrote that, quote, we can't wait to share more details when we're ready, including the launch time frame, end quote. Today, Sony says that we are seeing what says what we are seeing is part of the test the company already announced in June. It's still not clear whether Sony's upcoming Q handheld will stream any of these games or if if PS5 streaming will be available anywhere save a PS5 itself. We do know Sony had a huge hiring push around a new vision for cloud gaming, though. End of article. Greg Miller's adding in there. Blessing, Mm -hmm. does this excite you? I mean, no. I'm not really a, like, I guess I'm not a big game streaming person. Like, I'm excited about what the future of it could be and the Mm -hmm. potential of it for just everybody. If this hits and it works as intended and it works smoothly, I don't know if the future where it, it works all the way smooth is ever promised, but... Yeah, like if game streaming become, becomes prevalent enough to where I'm picking up a, or I'm turning on my Samsung TV and I'm able to just play PS5 games or whatever. Yeah. I guess maybe in this case, maybe a Sony TV and I'm, pay, and I'm playing a PS5 game in 4K. I think that's really cool. I think that's really neat. And I think, you know, there's something you can do there. I know Xbox is pushing that um, a lot, right, with xCloud. And for them, it's it's a, it's been a pretty successful push so far. Um, but I'm not somebody who would go about playing games this way right like i, I kind of like having that split second okay i don't have to worry about whatever like artifacting or delays or like if i'm playing a fighting game worrying about how many frames i'm dropping and all these things no sure. i just want to play i want to play the pure way you want to play the best way <laughs> i want to be all connected i want it, i want everything to have a wire connected to it right i want my usb cord into your controller into my controller i want an ethernet cord that's plugging into my Damn, router okay. which is He's plugging into it. my wall which is plugging wow, into wow, a fucking, wow wow yeah plugging into the power lines and shit i don't know how that works actually <laughs> once we get that far i'm like it's magic but yeah no i don't need, I, I i'm not somebody who would be i think heavily invested in the ps5 game streaming would you be ah probably not i think i would always be that weird use case of a very specific scenario yeah uh you know for me it's got to be better than remote play i'm a big remote play person I, like i say you know jen's watching gray's anatomy because there's five thousand seasons of that and it just never ends and so that's when i'm popping on right now my backbone excited for the project q playstation let me get the first hands on um and so if 
it was that streaming it was actually even better than me trying to remote play down to my PlayStation 5. I could see using it there. Mm-hmm. You know, when I you know, just came back from this uh, uh, SummerSlam trip, right, out in Detroit, same thing there where it's like I didn't even bother packing it. I had a Switch. I had a Steam Deck. I had a bunch of games we're reviewing that I need to play. But, it, like, if it was that I wanted to pop on for some Diablo, my move would have been go into Steam Deck, boot my PlayStation through that, you know, do all the remote play that way. Again, if there's a more... If I'm removing some kind of barrier that I'm just streaming straight away from whatever this might be because they're still working on it and do whatever, that's cool. That's exciting. Like, I think it's, if anything, it's nice to see them talking about it and taking it seriously. That's always been, you know, as we look at Xbox and, you know, Game Pass versus PlayStation Plus, mm-hmm. xCloud has been a benefit, something to toss in there. Again, how much you're using it, who knows? I think Fortnite's a huge uh, get for it as well. We've talked about that before for all the kids I know who have Switches and stuff that were blown away to see me boot up my xbox right and use or i'm sorry boot up x cloud and play fortnite through that was big for them how much i would use any of this stuff probably not that much there'd be these weird one-offs but mm-hmm. i'm happy to see them chasing that because i do think there's a future somehow in that possibly yeah and you i think it's definitely worth you like, can't sleep on it right the the r&d like, i think that is something that's yeah. worth investing in on hey what can this mean for us as playstation how much should we chase it what are the different ways in which it can push us forward is it worth investing in Yes. All right. Let's go. Like, let's do it. No. All right. Cool. At least we figured it out. Right. At least we tried. And at least we, we uh, searched this thing up. And on the Xbox side, I think they're trying and succeeding. Right. Like they found the way in which that works sure. with that ecosystem for what Xbox Game Pass is and for the wide reach you have as Microsoft and what you're able to do with that. Um, but yeah, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm glad that they're messing around with it. I hope they find success with it for you. How where are you at excitement levels for Project Q? As we get oh, still super close, psyched. Closer to it, seemingly. the more the closer we get to it, the more I do find myself booting up the backbone or jumping through the hoop to get my Steam Deck to, to do what is it? The the remote play, the Chikari or whatever. Oh yeah, it's I named after the monsters from Avengers or whatever. Uh, I'm like, all right, cool, whatever. I don't like once I'm up and doing, it's fine. But I'm way more excited at the idea of having a dedicated device, seeing what that screen looks like, having a dual sense in my hand, you know, with a giant screen in front of it, yeah. to see what that runs like and looks like, but. I mean, I'm not like, I can't wait, but I am like, oh man, I'm, I'm very excited to get it eventually. Gotcha. Just like I'm excited for story number three to eventually get WrestleQuest. We already did at the top, but just a, re- re- a more uh, serious recap, August 22nd now, uh, WrestleQuest has been delayed on all platforms, so you'll be looking for it there. Uh, number four on the Roper Report, Gran Turismo the Movie. The reviews are starting. We have the roundup. Right now, at least when I started compiling, 61 on Rotten Tomatoes. Ooh. Hey, that's still oh, that's I mean, still a tomato. That's still not that's not rotten yet. Yeah, but it's not twisted metal. <laughs> ah, you're right. Yeah. That's true. That's right. Yeah, man, look at how it you could. just made out like a bandit on that one, huh? I know. Everybody loved it. Kristen uh, uh, Lopez at the rap writes: Gran Turismo works best because it eschews right eschews uh, its video game origins quickly before settling into a standard race car film. It's unknown how fans of the game will respond to the movie. No one watching the movie in this critics theater pointed out any specific game Easter eggs, but on the whole. Fans of race car films should be in for a good time. I'll tell you what. I'm going to go see this movie tonight Yeah, at a screener, and I'm not expecting many many Easter eggs. Well, now, now it's down to a 57. Yeah, oh, it no, it's gone at, rotten. Now it's it, gone rotten. It's what? rotten, everybody. Look out. It started at 59, went up to 61, and then, yeah, it's gone back down. Oh, dear Lord. Poor Roger. Did he have this one? Yeah, he drafted it. Yeah. He's Who's been, the, did anybody counterpick? Did I counterpick? Yeah, me? I counterpicked Fuck. it. Fuck. What did yeah. I counterpick? I don't, a, a movie Spider-verse. that I think is going to be good. No, I got so- Spider-Verse on my team. Yeah, I was trying to get got me a lot here. of points. Uh, Maria Latilla over at Why Now says, ultimately, Gran Turismo doesn't offer, an, 
doesn't offer much of anything except for somewhat competent popcorn entertainment. Uh, Blomkamp uh, showed so much promise with District 9, but his latter director, de- directorial efforts, Chappie, Elysium, and the absolutely awful demonic <laughs> have proved disappointing. Gran Turismo showcases Blomkamp's usual uh, maximalist directorial style, uh, which can't bring the script penned by Zach Balin and Jason Hall together. Then again, when you have a mediocre script like this, it helps when you have such a charismatic cast. Without the warmth and humor, Bought, brought, Jesus Christ, without the warmth and humor brought by Harbor, the innocence of uh, Medeque and the sheer gleeful joy of Bloom, Gran Turismo would be a lesser film. It's a decent movie, not due to Blomkamp's steering of the ship, but despite it. Damn. This wow. I, it's, Maria it's, hates Neil Blomkamp. Is this what movie reviews are compared to video game, video game reviews? Because like I'm reading this and I'm like, damn. Yeah, you hate this person. <laughs> uh, that is then, some hating right there. And uh, Ross uh, Boname, I'll say, over at Collider says, Gran Turismo is a bold choice for PlayStation Productions to bring to the big screen. Yet taking a game without a narrative and, and injecting the idea with a story gives Blomkamp and company more of an opportunity to turn this into something all their own. Unfortunately, Gran Turismo doesn't. Uh, I'm sorry. Unfortunately, Gran Turismo becomes a mundane, bland shell of a much better racing film. On paper, it already doesn't seem like it makes sense as a Blomkamp film, and on the screen, he makes even less sense for this project. In the world of racing films, Gran Turismo is merely drafting near the back. Yeah, I forgot that he's I got good punts. I drafted uh, my counter pick as Evil Dead Rise, which was a mistake. Ah, yeah. My no thought question. process being that horror. Usually doesn't like you sure. know do amazing on Rotten sure. Tomatoes, but I picked the one <laughs> the one horror film that would. You gonna rush out to see? Are you gonna race out to see? You gonna, no. You gonna floor the cards of the get the gas? To- I've been I've been having such a wonderful movie year where I've started doing Letterbox this year and like doing yeah. reviews and stuff, and I've already like I've lapped myself from and- last year of the amount of movies that I've seen already. Oh wow! Nice. And I've ha- I've been having such a good time at the theaters. Um. This is like maybe the first film this year where I'm just I'm just like I'll wait for it to come home like I'll wait for it to come to streaming or whatever and then sure. watch it that way. I have no desire to watch uh, Gran Turismo. I never had the excitement though for it. Yeah, honestly, obviously I'm not a Gran Turismo guy. Mm-hmm. So when they announced it, I was like, that's dumb. And then when I heard the pitch, I was like, oh, that's kind of smart. Yeah. And then I saw the trailers. So I'm like, this looks enjoyable enough. So when Tim was like, yo, I'd really like to do a screencast for Gran Turismo. Do you want to ride with me? Do you want to get in the shotgun seat? Yeah. Do you want to slam the door and lock it and go to the movie theater <laughs> and see this film? I was like, I'll race into theaters for this. So I'm excited for some popcorn in a movie there where they, they play PlayStation in the beginning and then they start driving cars. Yeah, I think, I think that's my main thing. A dramatization of a real thing. If this didn't have any connection to PlayStation or Gran Turismo, I don't think I would have even known that this movie existed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and like you, I'm not a big Gran Turismo person. And the story isn't even an adaptation of anything happening in the game, right? Sure. It's an adaptation of a real-life story of somebody playing Gran Turismo and then becoming a race car driver. It's funny you mentioned that it's an adaptation mm-hmm. of a real story. This brings us to number five on the Roper Report. Speaking of Gran Turismo, Gran Turismo film has been criticized for reframing real-life spectator death. This is Chris Scullion over at VGC. Critics have criticized the Gran Turismo movie for allegedly reframing a real-life incident in which a spectator died. Oh, no. In March 2015, racer Jan Mardenborough, of whom, or I'm sorry, on whom the Gran Turismo film is based, was involved in an accident during a race at Nuremberg in Germany, which led to the death of one spectator. The scene is replicated in the movie, but some critics have questioned the way in which it's handled, particularly the way in which it has been repositioned in the timeline of Mardenborough's career. According to the critics, the film uses the accident as a turning point and suggests that Martin Burrow uses the hey, tragedy spoilers. as motivation. 
Ah, who cares? <laughs> With, I mean, it's based on a real story. If you looked oh, into any of it, you don't care. You're watching like, it at home. No, but apparently they lied in the film. Apparently, like, they're using this as a turning point. Well, I'll, I'll, tonight when I'm watching, I'll get up and go, hey, everybody. <laughs> it didn't happen this it way. It didn't happen this way. <laughs> <laughs> Which eventually leads to him and his film earning a third, pay, third place finish at the 24-hour Le Mans event. I might be pronouncing that wrong too. In reality, Martin Burrow and his team finished third at Le Mans in 2013, two years before the accident happened. Quote, details relating to a tragedy in Martin Burrow's life have been rearranged to give the third act, to give the third act extra welly. Evening Standard critic Charlotte O'Sullivan writes in her review of the film. In the movie, Martin Burrow is involved in a crash at Nuremberg, uh, which has fatal consequences for a spectator. Uh, due to race at Le Mans, 24 hours, uh, Jan is naturally guilt-ridden, which in turn leads to rousing pep talks from Jack and Danny. The ending couldn't be more upbeat, parentheses, the big tragedy is followed by the hugest of wins. In reality, though, the lead-up to Mar- uh, Martin Burrow's Le Mans triumph uh, was smooth, and the horrific accident came two years later. Suggesting the incident helped propel Jan to greatness is not only false, it's reprehensible. The family of the spectator have had their worst nightmare turned into a a movable feast. Shame on you, Sony. Polygon's review of the film also notes the discrepancy. Martin Burrow did indeed score third place in his class at Le Mans, compete compete in the all-GT Academy team of sim drivers, and survive a horrific accident, as the film shows, albeit not in the order the film shows it, or under the circumstances the filmmakers contrive. Critic Ollie Welsh writes, there is one particularly troubling aspect uh, to the way the American Sniper co-writer Jason Hall and Creed Three co-writer Zach Balin frame the accident, a freak occurrence at Nuremberg Circuit that killed a spectator. While the crash did happen pretty much as depicted, Hall and Balin's screenplay, t- screenplay time shifts it in order to stage it as a defining, motivating setback on Martin Burroughs' her- hero's journey to the Le Mans podium. The actual accident happened years later, arguably a tasteless reframing of the fatal event. In an interview earlier this month with the Sunday Times, the real-life Martin Burrow addressed the crash's inclusion, saying that leaving it out would have been a disservice to the audience. Quote, I made sure all of us that were in the production, the producers, Jason, the scriptwriter, that that was how it went down, he says, because it needed to be correct, because somebody lost their life in this accident. And the movie does a great job of that. It shows as well the deep, dark moments of my life uh, when I was in the hospital by myself. You know, the mental aspects of such an event and in life as well. What can happen, how you get out of that, how you can, uh, how you, how you can rebound and achieve something, achieve greatness off the back of that. And so it had to be in there, end quote. Ugh, I don't, mm. That's not good. I don't good. know if that's, that's the quote. Like, now, granted, yeah. I don't know how the Evening Standard, when they inter- or Sunday Times, when they asked this question, framed this, if they had seen the fucking movie yet. Yeah, I know. But I'll tell you right I mean, now, if I was in the script room, if I knew how the movie panned out and the way they moved the timeline around in my life, this wouldn't be the way I would talk about it. No. It had to be in there. It's a big part of my life. It didn't happen the way they put it in the movie, though. <laughs> yeah. It's still a big part of my life. This feels like a yeah, statement given before people actually saw the movie. and like, Yeah. Maybe he saw the movie and maybe f- forgot because well, the uh, person here that's speaking, right? The Martin uh, Burrow. Martin Burrow. He's the racer. He's the guy. He's the guy. Okay. Yeah. Maybe he just fucking forgot how it happened. Like he did not like, forget how no, it happened. Like, like, oh, you mean like the movies? Like I, I guess like I, I would, guess the, I would assume the series the, of events. I would assume the question, and I'm I, you know I love to give people way too much leeway, and then they sure. fuck me over. But my I would assume the question from the Sunday Times would have been something to the fact of, hey. 
uh, you know, there's the you you there was you were in a horrible crash, and yeah. you know the spectator died, and like, did you think about cutting that out of the film? And he would have been like, no, no, it's part of my life, and it's part of my journey, and yada yada. yada. I don't think the question was, yo. Yeah, this doesn't seem like it timelines out the right way. Is this ghoulish for you to I go guess in? My, there I guess my, it? not necessarily that he forgot it. More so that he didn't think about the implications, the racer specifically of like the framing of it and the recontextualization of it. That's something that the scriptwriter should have figured out and should have depicted way better, right? But yeah, I'm with you in terms of the question of being, hey, like, is this depicted in the movie? How does like how do you feel about its inclusion in the movie and him giving an answer of like, yeah, dude, you know, fuck me up for a while, like, yeah, yeah, like giving giving the honest answer to that. Yeah, but yeah, like. Wow, why would they do that? Why would they do that? That feels like such a a rake to step on of like in an unnecessary way to do it, right? Of hey, we need something to motivate this guy in this scene. Yeah. Oh, let's take this 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 thing that means things to actual people, right? Because people like this person who had a death, right? Had family, had friends, had Charlotte O'Sullivan nails it, right? The family of the spect family of that spectator have had their worst nightmare turned into a movable feast. Yes. Shame on you, Sony. Yeah. That sums it up. Like this is a real person who had real friends and real family. Like, I I mean, don't get me wrong, I doubt they're gonna go watch this movie, period. But like mm -hmm. to have it just be inserted, like, ah, oh, we're gonna move that death to here to make this one plot point make more yeah. sense. That's fucked. It's up. like this is something that and this is something that's happened within the last decade, right? Like this isn't ancient history ancient this isn't history. titanic this isn't hamilton like this isn't like you're not you're not I'm this still isn't something to like so. you're not you're, yeah this isn't something that you should be able to recontextualize and use for just a pure character motivation for me it goes back to the same conversation of like fridging a character of course. in order to motivate another character right but in yeah. this case it's actual people yeah like, this is an actual real thing that happened and so that's not good yeah that seems super fucked up so well i hope i wonder if there'll be more follow-ups from people and now I'm sure press is still happening for this movie of like, yo, we watched it and hey, what the fuck? Yeah, what happened here? Well, it's based on a thing, but yeah, I don't care if it's based on a true story. Like this yeah. was a real person, a real thing. That's fucked up. Let's move on to video game stuff and get you out of here. Number six, you might be getting refurbished Steam decks. This is Jay Peters at The Verge. Valve might be re selling refurbished Steam decks sometime soon. The creator of the Steam DB database tweeted Monday about quote unquote certified refurbished Steam decks in all three storage offerings. And Deal Maestro Wario64 tweeted screenshots of the listings soon after. This is via Gizmodo. Unfortunately, as I write this, Wario64's links redirect to Steam's main landing page, and it doesn't seem like the links were accessible for very long. If Valve's refurbished Steam decks do go on sale at the prices in Wario 64 screenshots, they'll offer some nice savings over the prices of new ones. Uh, what it was uh, here is 64 gigabytes, 319 refurbished versus 399 for a new one, mm. uh, 256 gigabytes, 419 refurbished versus 529 for a new one, and then 500 and, uh, yeah, 512 gigabytes, $519 refurbished versus $649 for a new one. Some decent deals. I'm yeah. always apprehensive when it comes to refurbished items of because course. I got my PS3 refurbished. And let me tell you, that thing got the yellow light of death a year later and just kept getting it over and over and over yeah. again after I fixed it every single time. And so I always go into buying something refurbished with a little bit of trepidation. But if you're somebody who is re really wants a Steam Deck and that price is something that's going to move you to get one, yeah, like look into it. That seems like a cool thing. If there's... um. Any sort of warranty option, check that box because <laughs> you're definitely like don't, you don't want to get screwed by that. But hell yeah, like this, I'm surprised by how much I'm still using the Steam Deck over a year after getting it. Yeah, you know, something yeah. that's still a staple in my gaming life, and I still pick it up all the time and, and play games on it. And it's been the game changer for me with Baldur's Gate. Um, even though now I'm in the process of dumping it, of, of, yeah, of fixing up my PC at home so I can just play Baldur's Gate three on that thing. But yeah, hell yeah, go for it. That's awesome. Blessing. I'm excited to see when 
these new Steam Decks will up. These mm-hmm. refurbished ones. When we'll get a Steam Deck 2 and all that jazz, a redesign. But all that information is still so far away. If I wanted something more immediate, say what came to the mom and grub shops, where would I go? You would go to the official list of upcoming software software across each every platform as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show hosts each and every week, Yeah. Out today, the King of Fighters 15 NA, JD. Bro Force Forever gets an, uh, br- the Bro Force Forever update is out. Plus, it looks like the original Bro Force is on Xboxes. Uh, Tower of Fantasy is on PlayStation. All of them. Uh, New Star GP is on PC. I Am Future Cozy Apocalypse Survival is on PC. Chickenoid Super Party is out, and then Waifu Warrior Fist is on PC. It's fist, but they put a dash in between the F and ist. Waifu Warrior, why are we doing this? Why are we doing? Apparently, this? the fist. Oh God. Oh, bless. That's interesting. Why did you just request a code over here oh, for waifu warrior? Listen, fit? I am tired of these allegations. <laughs> All right. I would never play. You're listen, Barrett. You're just as much of a weeb as I am. All right. Join, join me on the anti <laughs> perverted video game weave game train. All right. We need to fight back Barrett. Me and you. Me and Greg's the one that was playing the fucking what was it called the gal gun? I did that for science and content. All right, for science. Do you think I liked wearing those panties on my head? Yes, please, ladies and gentlemen. Bring up the video. (laughs) Am I not an honest man? Do I not tell you? Do I not shoot straight? I just did it for the content. Don't worry about it. Uh, I'm checking kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong and nobody's written in. So you are a pervert and I am an honest man. Uh, did, so you, did you try scrolling down? Because that's what we did yesterday. And Oh, you got to delete the rows. You can't just no, yeah, no, scroll down. There's nothing there. Okay. So yeah, we're just right. Which sounds really wrong, which would make me think the link's not working. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, oh, never really just wrong. But it's fine. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this has been Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday, we come to you with the nerdy news you need to know about. Uh, your host tomorrow is going to be Bless and Tim. Thursday, Bless and Tim. Friday, Tim and Bless. Ooh. I'm on all sorts of stuff, I guess, as we got to know about. I got to yeah. check why I'm not doing nothing. Protect your neck. It's a great point. Yeah. It's a great point. I actually do know what's happening tomorrow. What's that? Oxen Free 2 with oh. the developers. Night School coming oh. through. Night, Night School's going to do a stream with me and Mike for Oxen Free 2. We're going to try to get my platinum. We're going to talk about what it was like making the game. It's going to be a good time. Uh, of course, ladies and gentlemen, you can get Kind of Funny Games daily live. Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games. You can get it later on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games. Podcast services around the globe. You should go to Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny. Support us there so you could get everything ad free. You could watch the podcast live as we record it like the games cast we're doing this afternoon and oh so much more. Of of course, we love to stream here, if you didn't know, which means we are going to end, in quotes, Kind of Funny Games Daily, do a super chat post show, then move on over to the stream of Mike and Nick continuing the Mass Effect 2 playthrough. Hmm. For now, though, we're going to end Games Daily proper and say, until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you. I just want to play Baldur's Gate 3. On a PC. On a PC. Uh, it's messed up, isn't it, Mike? I'm all... Riled up for Baldur's Gate 3 PC. Blah, 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 Not even gonna wait for, blah, 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 for PlayStation anymore. I was gonna say, Greg, don't worry, you don't have to wait long. September 6th, I believe. I'll be playing. It's for I'll be PlayStation playing. 5. I'll be playing Bethesda's next opus at that point. So don't worry about me, all right? We didn't. I, I didn't get to talk about this on the post show because somebody wrote in. Somebody was was in chat asking, like, what are the what does Baldur's Gate is Baldur's Gate 3 position now? To maybe take out Zelda in the game of the year race. Oof, no. And I think it's a very interesting conversation. Because I like not for me, right? I don't I don't think it's kind of funny. But I could I could I could see Baldur's Gate 3 being the other game this year that like Zelda might get most, but I think Baldur's Gate 3 might come in at a, at 
a lot of outlets. Interesting. Baldur's Gate has really uh, impressed me. I really like it. Yeah, same. same. Top three. Top three. What's your number two? I think it's number two. I think it's now surpassed Final Fantasy. Really? I think it might wow. be. I mean, wow. per, wait, wait, wasn't Final Fantasy your number one? We've talked about Zelda for me. I think it will be kind of funnies, but like Zelda for me is right there. Like Zelda's probably my three now. Mm-hmm. It probably goes Baldur's Gate one, then in Final Fantasy sixteen two. Yeah. See, just I, more my playstyle, more my cup. It of starts tea. here. I think Baldur's Gate three has a good chance of being a kind of funny top three, because I could if by the end of this year I could see it being my top three. If I keep playing it, I could see it being Andy's, mm-hmm. not Tim's. Starfield, Spider Man. Still to come. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's the... I, I could see it being in, like, that sweet seven to four spot. Just because yeah. I think half of us will play it and really like it, but there are so many other games that all of us are going to play and are, I think, likely to be... But I think the the ones of us that are playing it are going to have a high... Like, just literally Mike's number one right now. Yep. And I don't know, like, I mean, maybe Starfield takes takes over. I don't... Is a Spider-Man going to take over Baldur's Gate 3 for you at number one? Uh, Yeah, Spider-Man has the gameplay that I would prefer. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. I really love uh, Baldur's Gate, the story. Mm-hmm. I like the choices. I like that every time we've played, it's different and unique. Mm-hmm. Um, but like gameplay wise, I'm looking for something that captures me, and that is Spider-Man. Okay. Right. Okay. I think Starfield will have that kind of gameplay. Just the question is, is like when we talk about this vast open universe, will it get boring? Mm-hmm. Will all of a sudden it fall off the edge of the cliff because there's a thousand planets and nine hundred of them? Have nothing going on. Yeah, on it. yeah. If you just get bored, if, right, if like, going moment to moment yeah. to play, what happens exciting. there? You know what I mean. But like, it has the gameplay. Has the gameplay. I'm, just, I'm so excited for Starfield. But it's the thing of I think back to 2019 when Outer Worlds and Disco Elysium came out back to back. I think those are the two. Oh. You're wrong me if I'm wrong about that. But like Outer Worlds two was such a fun one of those, and I enjoyed it so much. But then like Disco Elysium came out. I remember the conversation around Disco Elysium being, oh, this is an RPG. Like this is what the genre has to bring. And I could see Baldur's Gate 3 coming out right before Starfield kind of doing that, where people are like, oh, man, this is a good Bethesda game, but, oh, man, the depth that you want out of an RPG and the stories that you're telling and all these things, like Baldur's Gate 3 is bringing that to the table. Yeah, I could see that yeah. being the, the, the back and forth people have there. And a wild one. CJ writes in and says, hype check for Cyberpunk 2077 <gasps> Phantom Liberty. I think about it all the time. Do you really? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I forget about it all the time, and then we talk about it. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to that. But I it's got about- a weird date, right? Yeah, it's September 25th or something like that. Gotcha. Um, yeah. But I think about picking up my old Cyberpunk save just to get, get ready for it, get prepared yeah, for it. Yeah, yeah, you know, re- yeah, refresh myself on who my mm-hmm. character is and what mm-hmm. those systems are. Um, but yeah, that's one that I think is right now kind of flying under the radar. But when it comes out, I think we'll be all, all about Hell it. Yeah. That one's going to be so lit. I'm very excited about that one. Let's jump into your post show for Kind of Funny hey Game Daily with me. And Greg and Blessing, of course, digital sickness. <laughs> Wait, Dave Rooney in chat. The fact that Greg has started to wear college shirts really emphasizes how much handsomer he is compared to the homeless vibes given off by the other guys. It's true. And he's not, he's not taking a shot at you, bud. You, you know who okay. he's taking a shot at. I mean, I guess. I don't it's know so fucked up. That, bro. But, like, I like that vibe. You know what I mean? You might see me on a street corner soon. Uh, digital sickness. Right? <laughs> you, keep against me. you keep turning against me on these streams when we bring in the people. Yeah, you What's your hype level for Atlas Fallen? The trailers look interesting and comes out this week. Blessing, what's the deal with this? I had to remember what Atlas Fallen was. There we go. There we go. Uh, I, I The trailers look dope as hell. I want to get my hands on it. it. I still don't know much of what it is. It's coming from the Surge people. 
Is that oh, correct? Oh, the Surge, really? Yeah, I believe it's the Surge developers. Oh. And it looks really interesting, but I don't know enough about it. Okay. Okay. I have no Fair idea what this game is. Can you pull up a trailer is. for Atlas Fallen? This isn't Immortals of Avium? No, no. No. Okay, because those games, these two titles seem like the exact same game to me <laughs> and probably are both going to be big old flippers. Man, I'll tell you what. I understand you got You need more time. Take it or whatever, but like... Immortals uh, getting pushed back. Oof, man. Yeah. Oh, they, they had a moment God. there where I think they could have had a. July would have hey, been there's so not that perfect. much competition. Like now, we were, they're like, hey, you're geared. July up was so chill. And they, see, this shit looks like Godfall. This game could easily be a Destiny. I think Destiny, this is the trailer for Godfall. <laughs> oh, there it is. Okay, so this oh, is what cool. Atlas Fallen is. So once you get into the gameplay, it's like, oh, this looks neat. Okay. It's like fantasy. What were those? I want to describe it for audio listeners, but it's going to sound like every other game. It's fantasy action. Third person action. Third person action. What was that one game? Remember, it had a big old trilogy that they went through, and then they made a multi. They made a co-op multiplayer game of it. Fallout? No, no. You, you, you know what it is. It's like, um, it's like, Greg, what's your favorite RPG? Final Fantasy. Back in the day on the Xbox 360 that we all love. First off, is on PlayStation. God of yeah. War. And it was Kingdoms of Amalur. Exactly. So it looks like that, but there was a Darksiders. There it is. Thank you. It looks uh -oh. like Darksiders. Yeah. Third kind person. Like Monster Hunter. Action. I mean, it's way more fast than Monster Hunter. Yeah. It's Monster Hunter. But... Like, visually, it looks really impressive. Okay. You're going to play this game for two hours. A lot of flair going on. Mm-hmm. I, it's just blessing a busy time. We'll play this. This, this is coming out this week. You said? Yep. Oh. Oh. <laughs> blessing. We'll oh. play this. We'll talk. We'll talk about it eventually. Did a Rick Ross grunt. All right. There you go. Well, there's your hype check levels for that one. Uh, the studio stunned. No idea. <laughs> there. You, that's your hype check level for that one. Let's keep it going right now. Electric Greg Tar writes in and says the WrestleQuest stream was great. Yay! Do you think? We will start seeing different types of WWE games. Could we see WWE ever do a game like Streets of Rage with a story? Yeah, you could see that. You know, WWE games talked a, a big talk recently. And when I say recently, I mean within the past, what, year and a half, maybe two years? Maybe I think it was like a couple months ago where we talked about WWE stuff. Yeah, but it's longer than that because it was when Stephanie was still around and she's been oh. around a while now. Oh, uh, yeah, right. But yeah, Stephanie said in a call, earnings call talking about games division that they were looking at doing a wrestling RPG as well. Mm -hmm. So your hope would be that you get a lot of people installed over there that understand what the value, value of that WWE IP is. And yeah, they could put in some interesting, cool things. Get to a small, go to a way forward. Have yeah. them do a side-scroller uh, wrestling game. Well, they had the fun one where they did... Battle Stars or whatever that was called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Battlegrounds. Battlegrounds, yeah, yeah, which was fun, right? Like, get out of the comfort zone. I, I like that we're just getting away from the very much simulation WWE, huh? right? Like, letting people play in the sandbox, bringing different ideas. I think that's a right first step, right? And that's yeah. Greg saying, like, where more could you go, right? Would I be interested in a John Cena side-scrolling beat-em-up? Yeah, actually, when you put it like that, yes, yeah, yeah. I would be. <laughs> that would be very fun. Dwayne The Rock Johnson, Doom, I don't know. See, that would be like Doom DLC or something. Yeah, exactly. But even that would be weird. That'd be funny. Wait, what now? What'd that'd you be funny, right, if they did oh, Doom funny. DLC yeah. that was The Rock? But also, he was in like, the movie. they want to bring that kind of, I guess it's been long enough since the Doom movie that it yeah, doesn't yeah. matter. Anymore. I guess we could have put it in the, you know, the uh, uh, show we just did about the news, but Becky and Bianca are coming to Fortnite, right? They put yes, up a little oh, yeah. thing there, so there's going to be more WWE integration there. Yeah. I think that stuff makes sense. I think the Battlegrounds-type games, I feel like they've tried that quite a bit, because there was that there was WWE All-Stars. All uh -huh. yep. Like It feels like they try every now and then to do the over-the-top arcade wrestling game, and 
their whatever. I would I I would like them to explore more specific genres. I think a beat 'em up would be suited. Like I think a John Cena beat 'em up mm -hmm. would be really fun, and I think that has sales potential there. Um, especially if you're making it on an indie scale, if you're not putting out, out that much budget for it, just making it a smaller thing. I think that's cool. I, exploring ideas like that. I think a WrestleQuest type thing where an indie developer is making a JRPG and they're making it that making it in a way that fits to what wrestling is. I think stuff like that's exciting. Yeah, I think this WrestleQuest game had something going on with it. That was going to be something special. I'm excited to see when it does drop, you know what I mean? Because, yeah. like, yeah, it has the potential of stretching out of that box and having some fun with it. And, yeah, I'm looking for more. Give me a WWE dating sim. Okay. Okay, Bless, now you're getting it. Yeah. Now you're getting it, Bless. Now you're in your Duffy. Is there who's is there a wrestler that's known for, like, love? Wasn't like, I mean, Eddie Guerrero was, yeah. Latino Heat, you know? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. That could be fun. I think, yeah, something like that. Like, give, let me Maybe Dom and Mommy. Maybe Dom like and Mommy. Or, like, the show hosts. Like, yeah, they host and you go to reality show. TV. Sure, and sure. That could be good. WWE Love Island kind of thing. Oh. Yeah. See? Now we're cooking. Hey, now we're throwing things at a wall, and things are starting to stick. Wasn't there, like, now. a Big Daddy V or somebody? I like yeah, that. Viscera. Nobody's Viscera, yeah, Viscera. Nobody's dating Viscera. You want Val Venus, uh, Shawn Michaels, the Heartbreak Kid. You could. There's okay. other people to toss in there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, let's keep it going to Omar, who writes in and says, Question for Blessing. Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts on Utopia? Personally, I've liked it more and more with every listen. More important, what's your thoughts on Zootopia? Oh, man. I've never seen oh, Zootopia. Good. I really want to watch it. <laughs> um, Utopia is the new Travis Scott album that dropped a couple weeks ago. Ah, yeah, 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 it's yeah, very yeah. good. Oh, it's very, very man. good. Um, I've found myself listening to it less as time goes on, but like... I think the first half of it is very strong. Like when you get into it, it, strong, it starts strong with Hyena, Thank God is Dope Song. Yeah. Modern Jam, I've seen people uh, split on, but I think that's one of the best songs on there. Uh -huh. It sounds like um, I Am a God from Jesus. It might interpolate I Am a God a little bit even, but the drum beat, the like verses, the Tizo touchdown feature mm -hmm. on, on that, I think all of it is fire. Uh, God's Country is good. Sirens is hype. Melt Meltdown featuring Drake. One of Drake's best, is that best tea time? of the year. Yeah, tea time, tea time, tea time. Oh my God. It's tea time. Bro, that. Oh, when he God. says tea time, what's he saying though? Is he saying like, it's nobody time to knows. drink tea, it's time to go play tea? Nobody, or nobody knows. Play. Could be tea time like you're golfing. I think it's tea time you like you're mean? golfing. I think uh -huh. he's like, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm teeing up right now. Like I'm okay. teeing up for something big. I he's think teeing up for something big. Yeah, I like that. Uh, but yeah, no, he's go he's going off on Meltdown. That, I think that's for sure a top song on there. It's not Sickle Mode, but also nothing's ever going to be Sickle Mode again because Sickle Mode is a moment in time. Yes. Uh, Fiend is fire. And then from there, the second half of the album is where things start to drop off. Like I, the Beyonce feature is cool. It's cool. But like I feel like the song could have been better. Mm -hmm. I know it was cool. Uh, the uh, Topia Twins, whatever, I think that, that's fine. Circus Maximus is fine. Uh, and yeah, like from there, it, like K-pop is whatever. You know, like uh, Whatever. The, it starts to it starts to taper off for me a bit in the second half. But first half is really strong. I think overall it's a really great album. I'm typically not a big Travis Scott guy, but he brought me in with this album, and yeah, I, I think it was, a, it was it was a success. Is it album of the year? In my opinion, I don't think so. Um, I think it's a contender. I think it might be maybe top five, top ten by the time we get to the end of the year. Right now, my album of the year though is still scaring the hose um, by JPEG Mafia and Danny. Is it Brown. about Halloween? Of course. It's not yeah, about Halloween, house. no. Uh, but I do think it has some Halloween vibes to it, though. Nice. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I love Halloween. Yeah. Great question. You, you might Omar. like scaring the hoes, Greg. <laughs> Why do you say it with a laugh like that? <laughs> no more writes in. Uh, no, my apologies. I put Omar and Norman together. Norman writes in and says, now that it's August, what do we think the odds are of another PlayStation showcase this year, PlayStation boys? <sighs> 
Let me see some. Let him see some. Every time. You think you know me? Little Every time. time. Oh. Stop scaring the hose. Play that shit that'll have them touch their toes. We don't want to hear that weird shit no more. What the fuck is that? Give me back my aux cord. Stop scaring the hose. Play that shit that'll have them touch their toes. We don't want to hear that weird shit no more. What the fuck is that? Give me back my aux cord. Play something for the bitches. <laughs> <laughs> yep, 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 yep. I get very scared when Greg reads lap because I never uh-huh. know what words are. Uh-huh. You know, comes, here comes. Uh, who, know, the, who the fuck knows with PlayStation? I, I mean, do they say showcase or uh, the presentation? Showcase. I still think no. You want to get another PlayStation showcase? I don't think they would do another big one. I think you'd get a state of play maybe, but I, I don't know. PlayStation's been making their own weird Nintendo decisions lately. I know everybody wants to believe that, but I just feel like a state of play could do it where you're like, guess what? And you don't want to step on Spider-Man's toes. You probably do a state of play that has Spider-Man in it. Maybe you tell me the project Q release date then too. Then you put a major, I mean, I say major, a major third party, or maybe a major first party tease goes to tease, whatever Sony Ben's working on maybe, but I just don't think, Sony Bend of all of all studios. I mean, I, do you think no audio? I mean, Factions is not ready to go. I doubt their next mm. single player IP is where they want to talk because if they're still trying to put Factions out before that, then no. Mm. I just don't. I, I don't see it, but I hope I'm wrong and I hope they come and they hope they deliver and they say, oh, that's great. Mm-hmm. We still need Helldivers release date, right? That could we be a showcase. We need that release date. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I say yes. I think we still get a PlayStation showcase. 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 This I, year. This yeah, this calendar year. Because there's still I we we don't know much about next year, right? We know I think Concord? Is Concord announced for next year? One of those multiplayer games has a 2024 slate. And outside of that, are there any PlayStation PlayStation Studios games announced for next year? I I, I think that's I think a PlayStation showcase this fall is where you come out and you start laying the land for what that stuff looks like. Yeah. Maybe you give a more specific slate for a Concord or something. Maybe you talk about Wolverine. Maybe Wolverine gets a date for next year or next fall. Yeah. Or yeah. Um, that could be a big one. But even then, it's like, why not wait till Game Awards? I mean, you could. And yeah, maybe that could just be, yeah, be a Game Awards announcement. That's a good call. Um, but I think there might be enough to talk about. Like, you could even do the the final thing of, hey, and Ghost Shima 2 exists. <laughs> like, I think there's enough to talk about there to where it might warrant a showcase. Because a showcase, I think, is where they talk about those things more than just a state of play. You're right that a, you could also just hold that stuff for game awards, but I, my thing is my, my concern is that even though you just listed a bunch of stuff, I don't think the majority of that stuff's ready to go. Uh-huh. And so I think if that's the case, then you have one announcement that you'd want to get out before the end of the year to tease next year. And you'd put it into the state of play or you'd put it into game awards. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I heard- the state of play just be about here's a release date for Helldivers, Here's a release date for project Q. Here's a cool third party thing we're doing or whatever. Mm-hmm. Maybe a DLC for something. Yeah. I heard the streets talking. Yeah. Oh, what they say? PlayStation gamers jazzed up about games and services. They yeah, can't they wait. They can't are. wait. Can't Dude, wait. When streets talking. Streets, they're talking about Take it. my yeah, money, Sony. Talk about Marathon. Give me that games and service. Marathon, Fair Games, yep. Concord. Uh, uh, get ready for it, man. I think every time you say Fair game. Games, I think it's the developer's name. No, man. It's Fair <laughs> Games, but like, game. it's not an S at the end. It's a dollar Corey Cutney jokes, it's time for Little Big Planet Battle Royale. 100 sacks enter, one leaves. Easily can make dope. that. I mean, that's Fall Guys right there. You I, can I, do that. I think we get a Little Big Planet game that's just called Little Big Planet. Beep, 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 beep. I think they drop the number. Oh. And I think beep, 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 beep. Maybe that's what Media Molecule's working on. If so, then that's a while away, but. Ben Fairbanks writes in and says, also, hey, guys. 
I have never really been critical of pizza until trying Provol pizza. Provolone? Oh, Provel the cheese? Provel. Provel? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Provel pizza. Ew. When moving to St. Louis from Chicago, y'all ever tried this? So different cheese on a pizza? Is that what's going on? Yeah, here? St. You're Louis a has a, cha- a chain down there called Emos okay. in St. Louis. Yeah, I-M-O apostrophe okay. yes. And they put the Proval, Proval cheese on oh, there yeah. or whatever. And I, that, I never even had it. I, I lived in Columbia and there was Emos around. I didn't fucking, I didn't fuck with that shit. I was eating Gumby's. I'm eating Wise Guys. Okay. I'm eating Shakespeare's, of course. But that was like when I had money. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm a pizza guy. I'll try any kind of oh, pizza. Oh, yeah, sure. You throw a pizza at me, I'll give it a try. <laughs> exactly. You, throw you a, know what? You throw a slice at me, Greg. I'll grab that thing. I out forgot of the to air. put this in Slack so you get the exclusive announcement here. It's exclusive. I have one of the test pizzas for this year's Square Pie Guys kind of funny pizza for raising money for Extra Life. It's in the fridge. Wait, what? Are we eating? Yeah, sure. Oh. I got I got a, It's an untouched pie in there because they made too many last night. When I'm, I'm hungry. Tasting. Let's, Let's do it. Get it. Let's do it. Yeah, yeah I'm hungry. hungry. You're streaming or you're not streaming? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come out for this slice of pizza. That's good. Okay. I'll, okay. Toss it in. I'll get in. I'll oh. get in. I'll All right. We're, we're going to try pizza today. I'll let you know how this pizza tastes. Also, speaking of PlayStation Showcase, yeah, yeah. oh, where's Stellar Blade? Great question. Slated for 2023. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've heard mm-hmm. nothing you about it. you got multiple months left. What's that? Is that the same game as Immortals of Avium? No, it looks like like a near action game. It's one of the games that's coming out of China, either China or Korea, because uh, PlayStation has a whole initiative where they're so now. Does it look like Atlas Fallen? It looks better than Atlas Fallen. It looks <laughs> more like my. It's okay. like if Atlas Fallen was more my shit. Okay. <laughs> like it looks yeah, like okay. some blessing ass shit. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Okay. You, I think you dig it. Okay, Bear, bring up um, Stellar Blade <laughs> for Mike. You been Is Stellar what, Blade the mobile game? No. Infinity Blade? What was that Infinity game called? Blade. Okay. Yeah, Infinity Blade. Thinking, is that the same thing? What are we playing here? You saw, you saw this is a non sequitur. Yeah. Is, is there any writings in there about Montgomery, Alabama? No, I'm not going to talk to anybody about this. You saw what went down over there? What? <laughs> oh my God. Was that the, the dock? Yeah, the dock. We got to talk about that. The dock, that was crazy. I've been seeing this on my feed all day. What yesterday. happened? Oh, Greg, there was a fight that broke out and. It was in a Montgomery, war. Alabama. Montgomery, Alabama. Involving there was like the dock. Basically, there was like a guy. Those people got into like an argument about boat parking dock. a boat, and the guy who works on the dock oh. was like, "Hey, you can't park your thing here." Mm-hmm. And like mm-hmm. the two dudes were like, "Oh, like they started arguing with him." And then like a punch was thrown, and then the dock worker threw up his hat like it was a fucking bat signal, mm-hmm. and people fucking <laughs> <laughs> came in and swore in the place, and like. People coming from all different directions, like yeah, they were the yeah. fucking Avengers. Where at one point there was a guy that is swimming from the water and like swims, I swear to God, a mile, climbs up and starts here throwing it is, hands. Here it is. Okay. So is the guy already swimming here? No, this was like the beginning of it. Okay. Where like a lot of people wait, are this, beating this up. This is a dock worker. They're whaling. Up? Yeah, they're whaling on the yeah, on this dock. Don't park here. Oh, don't park here. Don't park your pontoon okay, boat here. And now everybody. Well, somebody said bless is leaving out a fairly important detail. You talking about the chair? Because somebody busted on a chair at one point. <laughs> Fold out chair. As Blessing knows, I got my chair on me at all times, man. I got my chair ready to rock. Um, man, there's so much to catch on. We didn't even talk about Kai. And what oh, he did I, up well, in New York. We're still in the middle we, of this. Why we are never, we trying to jump off this? I need to know about this fight. We got to talk topical stuff. We got to keep it topical. This is very topical. Talking. So in Alabama, okay, lay down. these drunks fought a dock worker. Okay. And then people came to, to defend the dock worker? Yeah, the dock worker. Well, and when we reround, oh, I see. This is... Uh, Where's the guy swimming from? I want to see this dude swim. Aquaman comes and saves him. 
Yeah. Here it comes. Oh, hat off. Hat off. Oh, fuck. And then, the yeah. dude in the crowd, like he's in WWE. I respect it. And here he comes from the top of the staircase. Here he comes. Yeah, like people, like you see people running from the background. <laughs> <laughs> but are they good guys? Because that seemed like a, I'll, I'll, all I'll the bad you. guys are running up. I'm, yeah, I'm, a lot I'm, of bad I'm, guys. I'll be real. All right. Yeah. It is. Uh, this is a bit of a race war. And so you'll be able to tell the good guys from the bad guys. Once they get into it, you'll be able to tell the good guys from the bad guys here. Listen, I don't care. Blessing. <laughs> if they're black or white, I'd be on the good guy side. All right, I'm coming in on the good. Of guy course, side. Yeah, of yeah. course. Yeah, yeah. I don't like people pushing around but dock you, workers. I'm just they saying, say if you, ha if you, you had know, to, I can <laughs> buy the. If you have to ask who are, who are the good guys or the bad guys, there is a tell of like <laughs> who's on what side. Like you, you can keep up. So the, by the sunburns and the hats, I can <laughs> yeah, tell yeah, you yeah, those yeah. are the bad guys. Exactly. Uh -huh. These drunk the assholes don't want to park their fucking boat We know where that's coming from. There's a billion more angles. You'll, uh, you'll eventually find it where the guy is swimming in, and it's the best thing. It's the best thing ever. But we didn't talk about Kai shutting oh, down New York. Yeah, because he was giving away a bunch of PS5s. Yeah, he's also like the biggest streamer on planet Earth right now. One of the biggest influencers. You knew that was going down. Ten thousand plus kids to go see Kai in the middle of New York. Of That's course, that was going to happen. Come on now. I, the videos looked insane. Yeah. Oh People yeah. People just climbing all, all over cars and shit. It, it looked exactly like what you thought was going to happen. Yeah. Right. A very young audience excited to see the one of the largest influencers on planet Earth. Mm -hmm. He says he's going to be there doing a giveaway of PS5s. Either way, he didn't even have to say PS5s. People were coming regardless. Oh, because it's know? Kai. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Right? To come to see their favorite influencer. Oh yeah, man. Wild stuff, bro. It's it's it's. You know, Greg, imagine that you did a meetup where you're like, mm -hmm. hey, I'm going to be at Portillo's. Yeah. Come through. We're going to do a kind of funny meetup. Yeah, sure. Yeah. But imagine that instead of kind of funny, <laughs> <laughs> imagine that you're fucking, I don't know, like Beyonce. Got it. Got and it. you did that. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Like, come on, man. He's like the joke. And, and that you also said we're giving away 500 PS5s. Love it. <laughs> we're giving away 500 PS5s right there. Uh, uh, let's jump back into it because we have two more to go through right now. AJ Hawk writes in and says, do y'all think there's a passion left at Game Freak for the Pokemon mainline games, or have they just become a quota to fill every couple of years? Blessing, is there still a passion there? I mean, passion is such a weird word to use, because, yeah. like, I don't, I think when you, when you say passion, right, you imply that people are doing this out of, like, this creative endeavor of like, hey, I want to make something for me. I want to make something that the world's going to love or like whatever, right? And I don't know if Pokemon ever like has been that, right? Like I think people, there are people on the Game Freak team that obviously have passion, right? Like you start, you work at a place there because you want something to be good. But I think Pokemon is at a place where it is so big that so much of the decisions made are being made out of money. And how are we going, how are we going to mid-max this thing to get as much money as possible, right? And so I, I think it's less of even a Game Freak thing and more of a Pokemon company thing of how they allocate, hey, Game Freak, we want a game out of you every two games every year or two games every two years, like whatever that is, right? Like they're obviously putting out way too many Pokemon games and more than they can keep up with. You got to catch them all? Level. Alongside having just all these different Pokemon products and entry points and all these things, they're trying to maximize that IP. And I think in doing that, it's doing a bit of damage to the Pokemon games themselves. Uh, I think if Game Freak was given more time, they would be able to put out a Pokemon game that felt more tied more tied together than just by duct tape. Um, but I don't know if that's a passion thing. I think that's just more so Pokemon is a business. Pokemon is a big brand. Pokemon is a big IP and it's being treated that way. And somebody at the top needs to go, hey, maybe we can make more money with a single Pokemon entry if it came out and was this thing that like, you know, was put together, polished, amazing, all these things, right? But also 
Pokemon Scarlet and Violet was the fastest selling uh, Nintendo exclusive of all time. And so do you even need to do that when people are showing up to it anyway? Like that's the weird fucked up balancing act that we find ourselves in with Pokemon. And I don't know if that's going to change because Pokemon continues to make all the money in the world. It's one of the highest grossing IPs. So when he says all that to me, it reminds me of Call of Duty and their annual releases Yeah, and where they're at. You know what I mean? Just I think two it's very- juggernauts that can come out at any moment, make a ton of money and justify why we do this all the time. But of course you look at it and you're like, what if we took a little what? bit of time? We it, really fixed yeah. this. It's game. very comparable. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Like Pokemon, I think even more so. Like Pokemon might be more Call of Duty than Call of Duty is in that en- in that essence, right? Because I think yeah. this is a year wrong, but I think I'm right. Um, Pokemon just is more lucrative than Call of Duty, just because Pokemon just has way more stuff going on with mm-hmm. it. Um, and so, yeah, it is a machine, and it's really hard to slow that machine down to go, "Hey, let's focus on quality." Like, no, quantity is doing it for us, so we're going to do quantity. Let's finish it off with CJ writing in and says, "Death Stranding two T's at the TGS." In 2024 release? What do you think, Greg? I could see it. I mean, release, I, you know, I could believe anything on that, just like the original one and how big it is or whatever. But a tease, you'd for sure think so, right? You know, Kajimi, you know, Jeff, they love teas and stuff. They're always having yeah. dinners and stuff. Time to connect the strands. Yeah. And that's another thing that I think could be a, a um, PlayStation showcase or it could be a Game Awards thing. And so, yeah, I think we're for sure we'll see, we'll see Death Stranding 2 in the next six months or so like a trailer i think we'll see a trailer soon okay i think we're a bit overdue now well, that's dope we're getting there i hope so kojima let's talk about it you know what i mean let's have some fun but until then we are done with today's kind of funny games daily post show we're kicking it over to the lab where nick continues his full renegade playthrough with myself and andy we'll see you in there in just a little bit if you've been watching thank you for tuning on have a good one goodbye <laughs>